With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The last one was Wade Davis will be the best closer in baseball. Which, uh, Ouch! Well, he did pretty well away from course. <laughs> You're listening to Affected by Altitude, a Purple Row podcast for and by Rockies fans. Hello and welcome to episode 10 of Affected by Altitude. I'm Ben Kuchnerkavich with my co-host Sam Bradfield, who is an editor at Purple Row, and the managing editor Eric Garcia-McKinley is also with us to start off today. The Rockies' season is now over. Uh, they finished 71 and 91, not last place in the National League West because the Padres lost on a walk-off to the Arizona Diamondbacks on the final day of the regular season. So the Rockies finished in fourth place. That is still a lot worse than a lot of us thought. So we're going to take a look at uh, our season in review. Sam, what did you, how what what do you feel like now that the season's over? Is there a bad taste in your mouth you wanna you out for revenge next year? I don't know. Like part of me in this year especially, I paid a lot more attention to the minor leagues and I, I tweeted about this actually yesterday. It's it was cool seeing, you know, like Sam Hilliard come up and I, I'm really excited about Sam Hilliard. And even, you know, Fuentes is starting to show some promise. And some of these younger guys, even Peter Lambert, who I kind of jokingly predicted would come up by the end of May. And I think he came up on like June 2nd. So I was close. <laughs> but, um, you know, it was one of those as a whole, I'm disappointed in what happened at, with the team. But I'm really excited for the future with some of these younger guys who are coming up and I think are really going to be uh, contributors going forward. How about you? Um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm really excited by what we saw from Sam Hilliard. I think he's, I think he is in everything he needs to, to deserve a spot on the roster for next year. Um, Rymel Tapia, I don't know if he has on the other hand, we got a good long look at Tapia for most of this season and, um, fourth outfielder maybe is kind of what I'm thinking at this point with Rymel. Um, but I mean, Blackman, Dahl, and Hilliard look like a pretty good combo. They're all left-handed, though. So we're going to need some some right-handed at-bats in there in the outfield, which Ian Desmond actually did hit pretty good against left-handed pitching. So if the Rockies decide to use Desmond in a platoon role, he could be used uh, pretty successfully there, which uh, Eric, you wrote two articles to, that were published today when we're recording this, which is September 30. You wrote uh, about the season interview. You also wrote about Ian Desmond uh, for ranking the Rockies. And you put that in there a little bit about how if Desmond is utilized correctly, he can be an asset, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, before going into that, uh, so Ben, you asked Sam if the season left a bad taste in your mouth. Sam said no for for uh, some good reasons, seeing a lot of, you know, following a lot of the prospects, seeing a lot of uh, these guys come up. You also said no. Did you say no? Did I say, I mean, I, I guess I kind of dodged the question, to be honest. I just, I, oh, just went, I just went into what I could think of that was positive, and that was Sam Hilliard. 
All right. Well, I have a terrible taste in my mouth <laughs> from this season. I do think that um, it it could have been prevented. Things things shouldn't have gotten as bad as they did. We'll go with that. Yeah. I just yeah. So I think so. Just a few things for this season. One, and this is what I wrote about in my um, in my season review today. I just I feel almost like. I don't know, duped a little bit. Like, so the past couple of seasons before the season, I was thinking that the Rockies were about like a mid eighties win team. Everything is going well. The pitching is progressing. They were outforming the projections in both seasons and showing promise and making the postseason. Both, uh, I think it's important to note, both times um, by way of the second wild card. So if this is a few years ago, maybe there were just good seasons and they didn't actually make the postseason. Um, but then <laughs> then I just I, I, I don't know. I feel like I feel like I was so floated by a lot of the positives that were taking place that I did not pay enough attention to the fact that a lot of things were going right at the right time for the Rockies, that a baseball team can't necessarily expect to always go right. So last year, only using six starters throughout the entire season, um, with, you know, if seven if we count Jeff Hoffman's one spot start. I mean, that is something that just went right, that it doesn't typically happen. And so this year, like that didn't happen at all. I think the Rockies used 10 or 11 starters. And not only that, most of them were, you know, we ha- we saw like this huge regression from Kyle Freeland. Um, John Gray and Herman Marquez were both really good. And that was an undeniable positive. But I just, it just, it just feels like I, I feel like I did not pay enough attention to the um, what I should have heading into the season, and throughout the season we learned a lot more about the Rockies' lack of depth, which was really exposed this year. And so I'm overall, I don't have a this. This is leaving a bad taste in my mouth because. Uh, yeah, I, I can get excited about Sam Hilliard, but I just I, I it doesn't feel like Sam Hilliard's the solution to a problem that's going to lead to um, the Rockies return to the postseason. So I'm more I have lower expectations right now for the team than I did, um, obviously, than I did before the season started and lower expectations than I actually would have expected when I started writing the season and review article. I was actually looking for reasons why the Rockies were <laughs> the Rockies like were suffered from a lot of bad luck this year. But really, it was just weaknesses that were there that were compensated for in the past couple of seasons and even during the hot stretch this year where the pitching was terrible but all, everybody was hitting like an all-star. Um, so yeah, so yeah. Bad bad taste. Bad taste. Yeah, this year was definitely one of those everything that could go wrong did go wrong. And I guess, you know, maybe I have but it, a, but it didn't, a little though. bit of a bad taste, but not maybe not as bad as you guys. Like it was kind of uh, definitely disappointing, but not like, oh, God. 
But 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 I don't think I don't think I don't think I don't think that was the case though. I don't think that everything that could go wrong did go wrong. Nolan Arenado had 600 plate appearances, had a great year. Trevor Story had a great year. Charlie Blackman had a great year. Missed a little bit of time, but he played 140 games. Herman Marquez was great. John Gray was great. They both uh, stopped their season early due to injury, but that was only late in the season when the season was already over. So that didn't really have an impact on the team. So I'm, I'm just like searching for, th- I mean, so losing Tyler Anderson, that hurt losing, a, you know, one of your five starters. But I, what we learned there was that the Rockies have a serious lack of pitching depth. <laughs> and so, and so I just, I don't think, I, I just don't think that's the case that like everything that could go wrong did go wrong. I think a lot went right. And that's actually, that's actually what's leading to my skepticism is that like, not there was there were no these major disasters the major disaster was the results and like um winning only winning 71 games it wasn't it wasn't the caused by um everything going wrong um so so sam what what do you think what do you think like what what do you think were like the major things that went wrong that that uh could have uh that could have maybe salvaged the the rocky season well, I do think if they had had less injuries to start, that certainly would have helped. I don't know if they would have necessarily gone like 12 and 3 instead of 3 and 12, but I think losing guys like Murphy and McMahon super early in the season really like put a damper on things. And even, you know, the struggles of Kyle Freeland was one of those absolute worst case scenario things that did go wrong. Yeah. And just it just kind of seemed, especially, you know, July, August, September, that, um, you know, pitching and hitting like they couldn't pitch, they couldn't hit, they couldn't defend like they really couldn't do much of anything. It was kind of, you know, yes, there were bright spots here and there, but it just seemed like the overarching like theme, I guess, was just nothing was working. Nothing, nothing, nothing was working. (laughs) Yeah, you know, yeah. And so, yeah, yeah, definitely Kyle Freeland. That was a worst case scenario for Kyle Freeland. I mean, actually, it would have been better if Kyle Freeland was just injured and missed the year. I know. <laughs> but like, but him just like turning into a pumpkin. Yes, that was like, that was worst case scenario for Kyle Freeland. Yeah, I, I agree with that. That's, that's true. So yeah, that's, that's definitely true. Yeah. There are only seven pitchers on the roster, according to DRA minus that not only uh, so there are seven pitchers that were better than 25% worse than average so woohoo that's <laughs> there's five that were better than average um Brian Shaw and Chad Bettis if you want to add them in there they were at a DRA minus of 104 and 107 respectively everybody else is 125 or worse wow Yeesh. it was really bad on the pitching front um one thing you mentioned in your article Eric was how Perhaps one precursor or omen to what happened was the Pythagorean record of the Rockies uh, from the past couple of seasons, particularly 2018, when I think it was like 85 mm-hmm. wins. Yep, 85 wins. Um, you also write, well, it shouldn't be viewed as gospel. It is foolish to dismiss it. And do you want to go into any more detail on that? Yeah, and that's, you know, that when I talked earlier, that was, that was one of the things I, I think I feel like I should have paid more attention to. And I, 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 I'd convinced myself that like the Rockies were just constructed in such a way that they just outperformed it, but their actual real true talent was, um, 
was closer to the 91 wins that they actually had last year. And I think um, part of that was because I expected some, I expected Kyle Freeland to be at least, I mean, certainly (laughs) I expected Kyle Freeland to be a major league pitcher, which he wasn't this year. Um, And I expected some development. I thought Daniel Murphy was a decent ad. So I was like, okay, don't need to, don't need to dwell on this too much, but you know what? It's like the, that's the Pythagorean record is right frequently for, and so it's, you have to pay attention to it. Um, and even better are, um, so Pythagorean record is based on run differential. Even better are the second and third order win percentages that uh, baseball prospectus and fan graphs both keep. And those are not based on run differential, but what the run, run differential should have been. So taking out these some of the randomness of sequencing and even those were, were bad signs. So it's like, yeah, we should pay attention to that. Um, so, and that, that again, and if we're paying attention to that for next season, um, so the Rockies finished here, uh, in the year 2019 with 71 wins and 91 losses. Do you want to, do either of you want to take a guess at what the Rockies Pythagorean record was, um, uh, this year based on run differential? I'm going to guess it was 71 wins. Sam? I'm going to guess 75. It was 71 wins. Wow. So 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 according to this, the Rockies played exact they they won as many games as they should have won. This was the real Rockies according hmm. to that. Now, I mean, you know, there there can be some changes and uh, you know, players are not going to be the same next year as they were this year. Um, in some cases, for especially some of the Rockies, the players that the Rockies rely on, like Charlie Blackman and Nolan Arenado, it's like that just means they're going to be a year older. Um, it's worse for Charlie Blackman than it is for Arenado, but we'll see how that develops. I mean, Daniel Murphy, I don't know. I don't know why we'd expect him to be much better next year. He was injured a little bit, but he also was not that good when he was actually playing. So, oh, I mean, I'm just like, I'm just being such a downer here. <laughs> well, they <laughs> swept the Brewers to end the season. There's oh, yes. On a crazy Revenge. walk-off wild pitch that involved two umpires getting hit in the like extra innings and all the other craziness that happened. Yes, that little bit of revenge for last year. So, I mean, yeah, it's not the same thing as uh, as uh, as getting swept in the um, in the uh, NLDS. But you know what? A nice. So yes, to focus on the the bright spot here. What a nice way to. Uh, to conclude to conclude the regular season with a sweep of the Brewers. And the Rockies did play a vital role in keeping them from winning the National League Central. So there's some extra revenge. You went into a few individual performances in the article. One, you mentioned one thing I was wondering about was Brendan Rodgers, who said he doesn't look like he has figured out major league pitching. Um, personally, I just, I I think he looked really good, like in his first few at bats, and then he started not looking so good. And I, and then that, we saw that picture of him having like 
some awful surgery and it was just like that like came out of nowhere for me i'm just thinking maybe it's a lot more to do with injury than it is him not being ready yeah, uh, I, w- I would certainly hope so. Um, I-, I agree. When he first came up, he looked like he was taking a lot of really good, um, really good at bats. I think I even, I think I even tweeted something around the time like, doesn't look like Brendan Rodgers is ever going to get sent to AAA outside of a rehab assignment. I mean, he just looked like he was handling major league pitching. That's and, still like, true. He hasn't been sent. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's still could be true. Um, I mean, like I just like I'm just trying to recall like um, Raimel Tapia's first, um, even David Dahl, their first, um, their first goes at major league pitching. I mean, they looked a little bit lost. There was a lot of learning to do. Um, Brendan Rodgers at first looked like he was going to have a a, a shorter a shorter learning period, but you know maybe it was due to injury, maybe not. But I mean. He struck out 33% of the time in only 81 plate appearances. Like, he did not hit for any power. Um, I think no home runs, um, probably very few uh, extra base hits. His slugging percentage was only 250. Um, so it, it, it didn't look, um, it didn't look positive. He has, he has a little bit of learning to do. I would not expect him to, you know, be next year's you know, because he, he will still have barely, very barely, he will still have rookie eligibility next year. I would not expect him to come out and be Fernando Tatis Jr. Um, I'd expect him to maybe grow into a role. And plus, like, I'm wondering, I don't even know where he's going to play next year because, I mean, Ryan McMahon looks like he's he's going to claim second base. So I'm not even sure where Brendan Rodgers plays on the major league roster unless the Rockies... Uh, you know, move on from Daniel Murphy. Yeah, that would probably be the the case that brings Rogers up is if they move Murphy to more of a bench and or move on from him role um, and then slide McMahon over to first. But then that also leaves Garrett Hampson, who looked really good at the end of the season, who could play center field and also um, second base shortstop. He was the he's the other right handed bat we forgot to talk about at the beginning. So we could have Ian Desmond and uh Garrett Hampson as right-handed outfielders, but yeah, one of um, I'm we were talking about predictions as far as, as our season review, and I'm trying to find somebody somebody of our among our staff members said something about Garrett Hampson uh, turning into a great super utility player, and he didn't he didn't really do that. He hit terribly at the beginning of the season. But I, I agree. I think he I think he really does have that potential. I liked what I saw. Like, I mean, he was he had a great end of the season, which which was really excellent. Mm-hmm. So that was that was really nice to see. Since the All-Star break, he hit 284 with a 348 on base and 462 slugging. I mean, that's definitely worthy of a roster spot. And that's in yeah. 188 plate appearances. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I look forward to uh, seeing what he can do um, next year. But speaking of speaking of predictions, um, Ben, I think I think uh, you went on public record uh, on Twitter to uh, express some uh, some pretty pretty bold opinions. Would you like to read your own um, your own tweet there? Yeah, uh, February twenty one <laughs> at twenty nineteen at twelve fifty p.m. I tweeted the following. Which which time zone? Which time Eastern zone? Eastern time. 
So, so. 12.50 p.m. Eastern time zone. Okay. So okay. 10.50 a.m. Mountain time. Um, three bold positive predictions for the 2019 Rockies. Because at this point, I had already said 82 and 80. And I was thinking, well, I'm being really negative here, uh, even though it ended up worse than that. I think I'll go Ooh. with a few <laughs> I think I'll go with a few positive predictions. I said Kyle Freeland, Herman Marquez, John Gray, and Tyler Anderson will all have earned run averages below four. That's a hot take. So I, I understand the first three, mm -hmm. um, but what compelled you to add Tyler Anderson to that list? Um, uh, to make it to make it even bolder, or? <laughs> Uh, I guess. I don't know. Well, we know he's been dealing with an injury and perhaps for a lot longer than mm -hmm. what some people may have thought. Um, I really, I don't know. I really thought he was going to take another step forward. I remember, I still, it still comes back to my mind. I think it was 2018, that one start he had in St. Louis when he was pitch, he had been pitching great the whole year. And then all of a sudden his command, he just can't throw a strike. And I keep going back to that game is when Tyler Anderson got broken or whatever. And mm. I just thought, I thought an off season of rest would do him good. But yeah. No. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, 2016, he had a 354 ERA. So there was there was some backing there. Um, I was just I was just curious because three pitchers with an ERA under four and it's like, oh, hell, why not throw in the fourth? <laughs> so. Well, I didn't. At least I didn't say Sanzatella. Okay. <laughs> um, and I'm, I am pleased with the years that Gray and Mark has had. Um, I think Gray finished yeah. under four, right? Was it like three ninety uh, something? I will, I will tell you. I will tell you in one moment. Three ninety seven. Nope, that's his DRA. Uh, three eighty four was his ERA. So. Nice. All right. Got one of the four right. Um, All right. The next one I said was Daniel. Partial credit. Go ahead. I said partial credit. Okay. Daniel Murphy hits over thirty home runs. That's a hot take. Okay. How did that turn out? Uh, he hit thirteen, I think. Right. Yeah, 13. Um, <laughs> so at least the three was in there. Hey, <laughs> partial um, partial credit again. <laughs> yeah, um, and I don't. It's it was easy at first to say, oh, this is going to be wrong because he was hurt. But I don't think that's why. He had never hit thirty home runs before, and I was going out on kind of a limb with that one. Well, you know what's funny is that. Um, it feels like it feels like this year with like all the home runs that everybody is hitting, like that would have been the year for it to turn out. Like maybe if if he was if he was healthy for the whole season and maybe found a little bit of loft in his swing, like you could have nailed that one. Um, especially with this baseball, you didn't even know it. You didn't even know about the baseball. You know who hit even less than Daniel Murphy? Miguel Cabrera hit twelve. I just oh, wow. it's crazy to me with this baseball that Miguel Cabrera is only hitting 12 home runs ever since like they did something with the baseball around like the all-star break 2015 or something. Right. Or was it 2016? Something got yeah, different. Something like and that. And ever since then, Cabrera's hit even fewer home runs. I don't know. Anyway, that's, that is surprising. I, I didn't know that. The last one was Wade Davis will be the best closer in baseball. That's a hot take. Which, uh, Ouch! Well, he did um, pretty well away from course. <laughs> I, I'm well okay. for for a while he did. Yes, yeah. for a while he did. But then he actually ended up, um, and I and I know this because I had the advantage of reading tomorrow's um, 
uh, what will be published on Tuesday, his uh, uh, ranking the Rockies uh, uh, post. Um, By Nick so Kurtzow. he actually, yeah, he um, he's, he there was a time where it was like something. It was it was it was it was totally nutty. It was something like Wade Davis has a twenty ERA at home and. and Point twenty on the road. That was like up through not beginning exactly, of September, I think. Not exactly that, but yeah. Let me let me let me bring up Wade Davis's. Uh, I believe I said it would be in terms of ERA when we first said these, and um, I legitimately thought his collective ERA would be under one. I thought it was. I thought he was going to come back like never before. Well, he actually was better than that one year, I think, in Kansas City. But. Yeah, yeah. So let me. Okay, so, so, uh, Wade Davis away from Coors Field this year had a five forty ERA. So, yeah, you don't want that either. That yeah, that was for most of the season. That was like it was way lower. But all right. Um, did you any more? Did you make any more? No, a little bit more about Davis though. Jason Stark published an article at the athletic over the weekend or maybe it was thursday or friday of last week um handing out his end of season awards he also gave out least valuable player and cy yuck awards and wade davis earned his cy yuck award Uh, though kyle freeland did also get an honorable mention um he mentioned stark did that from 2014 to 15 davis had an era of 097 that's over 190 139 in a third innings now he has an 865 era at the time of that writing with the rockies i think that might have been what he finished with because i think he got shut down towards the end there and that's the highest mark of any pitcher with 50 or more games pitched in 2019 yeah he finished with an 865 according to baseball reference so yikes all right um, did anybody I'll else bring... make any predictions wrong or was it just me oh okay there was plenty of wrong predictions um so um sam i i'm, I'm gonna I'll, I'll roast myself last okay <laughs> so, sam uh predicted and i have this uh on our preseason predictions <laughs> sam you predicted garrett hampson will join the 20 home run 20 stolen base club that's a hot take yeah that didn't work uh, but didn't work with the home runs. Did he? What about his stolen bases? Uh, how many stolen bases did he have? That's a good question because he had some good, like, there he is, Garrett Hampson. Garrett Hampson stole 15 bases, so close 15 for 18, so not quite. But All right, I well, could say, he, I mean, yeah, he had, yeah, eight home runs and 15 stolen bases, so. All right. So here's one you actually you almost you almost nailed. Ian Desmond will hit 260 with 25 home runs. So he finished with hitting 255 and 20 home runs. But if you uh, if if you if you read uh, in our ranking the Rockies series, Ian Desmond went on the first day of the offseason because he ranked last in terms of baseball reference war. But um, you almost nailed that one. Yeah, I just Good figured job. he, you know, he had such a bad year last year, just in terms of, you know, kind of 
everything. So I figured he would bounce back. And even like I was looking back, I was listening to the our first episode earlier today, and uh, we ha- we did some bold predictions. And one of them, mm-hmm. like word for word, was Ian Desmond will be okay, not great, but he will be above replacement level and better than we've seen him so far. So not above replacement level, but he's he was better at least in you know early season was much better. I actually wrote that article. Yeah. Um, about how he had been one of the Rockies' best hitters up to that point. So and he was. Yeah, he was. And then yeah, and and yeah, yeah and it's true that um, by um, it, because we're using Baseball Reference War for our ranking the Rockies series, that's why Ian Desmond comes in last. He wouldn't if we were using Fangraphs or Baseball Prospectus. Um, and I. Th- it has to do with the positional adjustment. I think I think uh, Baseball Reference was taking a lot of credit away from Ian Desmond for playing a poor center field. Mm-hmm. So that's probably what accounts for it. But from the bat, it was a little bit better this year. Yeah, I have so two points I'm before we go that. on. <laughs> yep. Um, the first one is Walker Bueller had an e- had a war according to Baseball Reference of like two something. And it was over five mm-hmm. on baseball perspectives and fan graphs. I don't know. That's one of the biggest differences I've seen. Hmm. Um, so it was, well, that's, yeah. Th- I mean, it's because I, I, I don't I know. I think it's because of like bolts. the Dodgers defense or something. Well, it, it probably, I would probably say something and has it also has something to do about his walks and strikeouts because yeah. the reason I don't really pay much, I don't really f- like, um, Fangraphs war for pitchers is because it's based on FIP, mm-hmm. which is based on uh, uh, walks, strikeouts, and home runs allowed, and that's a good metric for understanding how a pitcher projects to do in the future. But I like war as a descriptive rather than a predictive statistic, and so that's why I like Baseball References war for. Uh, pitchers is because it's based on runs against per nine innings rather than FIP. And so that tells me how good a player was. It describes how good a player was in the previous season rather than trying to capture their true talent or how good they should have been. Because I, what I want to know from war is like, how good was this player based on the actual results um, in this previous season? So I would guess that that might be that's probably a reason why um as far as uh baseball prospectus though i don't i don't know i i I don't know the nuts and bolts of how they how they how they calculate it it must be based on dra which Mm -hmm. has so many variables that i don't even know (laughs) my next thing is in sam's defense garrett hampson if you look at his per 162 game pace from the month of september he would hit 34 home runs and steal 61 bases if you look at oh. what he does over 162 games, just based on his 24 games played in September. Well, there you MVP. Go. There you go. <laughs> so I was on to something. All right. All right, Sam, here's one that you got wrong in a uh, good way. Okay. <laughs> you said Scott, Orber- Scott Oberg will have an ERA between 2.5 and 3. And Scott Oberg's ERA was two point two five. Okay. So he was even a little better than you were than you were proje- um, predicting. Good. You just know they're gonna hit. Here's my here are mine. 
So I will, uh, I will, I will, I will say my prediction. Then I will kick it over to you two, so you can make fun of me. Sounds um, like a plan. One, the Rockies will have two pitchers finish in the top five of Cy Young voting. Who were your predictions? Specifically, I just said I just said two. <laughs> the reason I said the reason I just said two was because I I was thinking it would be two of Gray, Marquez, and Freeland. Mm-hmm. I think if Marcus didn't get hurt, there may be a valid argument for him. I thought he should have been in the All-Star game, really. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, but none of them were really Cy Young contenders. (laughs) That's all right. Okay. Uh, Here's my next one. Yency Almonte will be a late-inning reliever by July. When did he come up this season? He I don't was know. Used but all over the place. <laughs> he was he was never related in early Riddell. No. <laughs> I think they might have used him in a few late inning appearances towards the end there. None of them particularly went well though. Yeah. So yeah, so what do you so it's I feel like Yancy Almonte is like one of these classic guys who comes up as you know, pitches a lot in the minor leagues as a starter, doesn't really stick there and turns into a great reliever, but Maybe that'll still happen. You know, this this happens to guys a lot. I mean, but it, it hasn't happened just quite yet. Sam Howard, I think, is another one maybe in that category, but it hasn't happened for him either. Yeah. He's just Tinoco, too. Yeah, I was thinking Tinoco. Right. I, yeah, right. Um, okay, and here is another one. Uh, <laughs> this is sort of... Uh, um, uh, I think I was trying to to influence the universe with this one. Ian Desmond will lose his starting position. Did did that happen? So I'm I'm legit question. Did that did that happen later in the season? Like how many games did Ian Desmond start in September? When Rymel Tapia came up, he was hitting really well to begin the year. I think they started platooning them, but then mm. Desmond took over the majority of the at bats again. He lo- he lost center field. Yeah, Desmond. Um, but did he ever lose his? I mean, and the thing about the late season too with September, it's like I mean, Nolan Arenado didn't play what the last three games of the season, um, like two and a half. Yeah, because it's like upper body soreness. <laughs> it's like okay, he just the man just he's he's done. He's not going. Yeah, play story story season. wasn't getting in there no matter how many innings the final game of the season went. Well, Bud Black yeah. did say post game that if it had gone on, then Trevor was probably available. Because mm. yeah, they asked him about it, mm. um, and he said Trevor might have been available, but he he kind of dodged on Nolan. So yeah, but anyway, uh, Ian Desmond ha- started fourteen games in September, October. Um, well, September, I suppose, because we're still Just in September. September. Yeah, but um, how many did Hilliard start? That's a great question. I can look that up. Sam Hilliard started. Looks like 14 games as well. Yeah. He started, I think as the month went on, Hilliard got more playing time too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But in any case, that's September. So I think that was, um, I think that that did not come to pass. But, 
we could also um, use this space to now say, uh, I'm going to I'm going to put out there as my first bold prediction for 2020 is that Ian Desmond will not be a regular starter for the Colorado Rockies in 2020. I was thinking for a while that they really needed to go out and get Marcelo Zuna. And I think I've changed my mind on that. I think, I honestly think Dahl, Blackman, Hilliard, and then Desmond against lefties, give one of them the day off against lefties. I think that's a pretty good outfield. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it, it could be pretty I good. I would not complain I about that. Yeah. <laughs> so, Sam, did you hear anything else interesting from your uh, re-listen of our first episode from back in April? Um, No, that was pretty much it um yeah I, I went through the fire up the fountains and our predictions uh during that first episode were gray marquez and freeland would all have eras under four ryan mcmahon finishes third in home runs behind trevor story and nolan arenado and i think i was the only one that said yes um renee said he would finish fourth behind those two and murphy and I then, think I said that as well. And then, well, Ben, you said that they uh, he would finish fifth behind Story, Arnado, Murphy, and Dahl. Um, and then we said Scott Oberg would finish with an ERA between two point five and three. Ian Desmond will be above replacement level and better than we've seen him. Daniel Murphy will hit over thirty home runs, and Wade Davis will be the best closer in baseball. Those were kind of our um, yeah fire up the fountains things that we went through. So. Another thing that I said that actually went right that I didn't think would was Charlie Blackman. I thought he was going to take a big step back, and he did not. So he taught no. me well that I should not doubt I, him. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I, that has been. It's funny because my uh, my sort of uh, my entire Rockies blogging. I don't want to call it a career, but time <laughs> like has been Charlie Blackman, like challenging my perceptions as a writer. It's just like, he's always, always a little bit better. <laughs> he's always better than I think he's going to be. And it's one of those things that's like, dang, Charlie Blackman is really, um, he really knows how to like, um, maintain a high level at his craft. And he's one of those guys who has outperformed his projections through a lot of, well, there's a lot of talent there, but I think he's, I think he's a lot, he's very uh, studious in more ways than he really talks about publicly. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, again, I even mentioned it earlier when we were in our conversation here, I was like, man, Guy's going to be 33 next year. Like, it's time for him probably to take a step back. But, I mean, he had a better season in 2019 than he did in 2018. And, yeah, I mean, I, I think, like, I, I've come to a point where it's, like, I just, like, never doubt Charlie Blackman. At some point, age is going to catch up with him like it does for everybody. But, yeah. Regardless gotta, of how well he hits, that. I think he's the perfect um, example for why we need to bring the designated hitter to the National League, though. Mm -hmm. I think he'd be <laughs> well, a perfect he, DH. He would be. A lot of people have been be. talking about moving him to first base. So that's, <sighs> well, that's probably a conversation for another day. I don't know. But, I don't know. I don't know. Which is certainly kind of, I guess, thought of as the 
National League DH, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. People said that I about Cargo. I don't know. I don't know who the Rockies' first baseman, first baseman should be next Ryan year. Ryan McMahon. Anyways. <sighs> Maybe. Or Josh Fuentes. Yeah. Maybe. I'm not sold on I'm not sold on Josh Fuentes. Maybe. I I have to be honest. I'm not sold on Josh Fuentes. I think I think he's I think he's classic 4A player, quad A player. So I'm starting to agree with to you on that too, Eric. So expect to see him traded to the Yankees and go crazy? <laughs> <sighs> a la Mike Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. a really good conversation don't you think ben yeah we keep having a lot of good conversations here on affected by altitude it's fun i know and i'm excited to see it keep going you know we're already at 10 episodes double digits so let's keep that keep that streak going but since it is now the official rockies off season we also are going to have a little bit of an off season here with affected by altitude so we're going to be recording a another episode next week with some other of our purple rowers talking about off-season predictions and things like that. So be on the lookout for that. But beyond that one, it'll be kind of, as news comes up, as things happen, we'll, we'll keep you guys informed. But we do have some big news uh, regarding Purple Row as a site. So uh, Ben, you want to tell us what's going on? Yeah, first of all, uh, we want to thank Nick Walsh and Hannah Oranger, who have been a big part of the Rock Piles and some other uh, non-rock pile stuff as well. Um, they have, yes, thank you, yeah, Nick and Hannah. Yeah, they have played a vital role in Purple Rose success over the past two years, and we are sad to see them go, but we are also excited for them on their next journey that they take. Um, I personally am not going to be writing rock piles anymore. I, I mean, I'm, I might cover one here or there, but I am going to start writing weekly original content features instead. Um, Woo-hoo. Yeah. So you'll see more of my own thoughts. I'm probably going to take a, a big undertaking and try to make the Rockies win the World Series on the show, and I'll probably write about that. Do it. <laughs> Do it. Um, we have some new rock pilers coming in now. Um, there's five of them, actually. They're AJ Hendrickson, Becca Guillen, uh, Joel Milholm, Suzanne Shevins. And who is I missing? Oh, Justin Wick, of course. Justin yeah. Wick. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm pretty sure I said Justin Wick's name right, but some of the others I might not have said right. So I apologize to the rest of you if I butchered your names there. <laughs> um, all right. And we will look forward to some, some of them have probably already published their first article by the time we have this po- podcast published. So that's cool. And we'll look forward to the rest joining in soon. Yep, and from all of us at Purple Row, I know this is our not our last episode, but thank you again for following us during this tumultuous season. It's been a, a little bit difficult, I know, at times. But thanks for following us. Thanks for keeping up with us on the site and on social media and everything. We could not do this without you fans. So thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart and I think from the rest of us at Purple Row for tuning in every week and keeping up with the Rockies online. Yeah, all over the globe, tuning in on the World Wide Web. All right, thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.